Hello and welcome to Ias Gablan, a bi-weekly podcast from four Latinx daughters. Hi everybody and welcome back to Ias Gablan. Um, I'm Maria Jose and I have a very special guest. Her name is Anna. Anna, if you want to tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, so my name's Anna. I live in Orlando and I recently went viral for putting my father's information out there. My father is currently wanted um, by the also, well, I can't even talk. I can't say that word to save my life. Osceola Police Department. It's a hard word. I tried to catch it when when I saw the video. I was like, I cannot say that word. Like I can't, I can't say it. It's the O's. Yeah, the yeah, the O's and the S's are very complicated. But sort of, before we begin our conversation, if you haven't seen on his um Instagram or I mean TikTok video, it has been very viral. I saw you on Twitter too, so I was like, when it gets to Twitter, on you Twitter. Yes, I saw you no, on Twitter I and I favorited it. On the Twitter, I need to. Oh get my it. gosh, look at you! You're making it to all platforms, but I didn't even know. Yeah, it, if I find it, um, I'll send it to you after we finish recording. Because I was just like, oh, this is really it. Really, you know, like once it starts crossing platforms, I feel yeah. like you can see how serious of a conversation it is. And sort of for our listeners, like we will be talking about child abuse. Um, and that has hints of talking about, you know, being like sexually assaulted. A lot of women have been talking about their journeys on people who are pedophiles in their families. Um, so it can be a hard and triggering conversation. Um, so proceed through this episode as y'all want. But we felt here, the both of us, that this was an important conversation to have because it seems like it was amazing to see how many women in the comments were like, wow, like this has really empowered me. But it also seems to be, you know, the other side of it. So sad that so many of us, this wasn't sort of a new thing. Um, so if you want to tell us a little bit about the video itself. So I made the video because I saw, obviously, like the news about my dad came out and everything. And I saw this woman say, um, I have that uncle. And I'm thinking to myself, that uncle is my father. Like my father is that uncle of my family. Yeah. And then I was like, but he's wanted. And it took me so much to get him on the news that like, one, I want him found. I, I really want him found for like the piece of all the people that came forward. So I decided to um, make a video about um, that my dad is wanted, but also what I've learned in coming out and putting his information out there. Well, how has it been like since you made that video? I know that like, viralness in itself is like something that can be overwhelming with all the comments and the stitches and all of this but for you personally like what did that video mean to you I'm not gonna lie it was so heavy that so many women related to it I feel sad if I'm honest it made me sad that so many women like there's some that are like thanking me for my courage and that is amazing. And I'm, I'm happy that people find me some kind of inspiration. But what really made me sad is just seeing how many women actually like tried to get the courage to say something. And when they did, they were met with like the family trying to get them to be quiet or they said something and nothing happened mm-hmm. or stuff like that. Like, and that's coming in by like the thousands. Like I got like 1 million likes and you just see 
it was probably the first time anyone has said anything about it. Like it was probably the first time some people even wrote that they were abused and just reading it in like the hundred thousands, it hurt because you want to be able to save everyone, but you can't, you know, you want to just like go and grab everyone's abuser and just like be like, no, you're going in the garbage, but you can't do that, obviously. So it was, it was really heavy. I'm not going to lie. Like I cried a lot reading it. I've gotten some people messaging me saying that they need help in their situation. And um, like, I'm doing what I'm doing now for like the little girls that came forward. But in all honesty, like, I don't know what to do for other people. Cause I know what I had to yeah. do for my case. And I wish that I knew like how to fix everyone. So it kind of gave me like, like this feeling like I couldn't help anybody if that makes any sense. And that's like, I feel like that's an even harder position to be in because it seems like you created the video for, you know, one awareness, but also like it's nice that you've been able to help other people that were victims of your father. Right. And it's just like, how have you been navigating the the other part, right, that you shared right now that like you can't help everybody. So how have you been sort of navigating that? Is Is there something that like you wish like other fellow women would help you with right now handling sort of all of these stories and all of these comments that you've been having the fact that it's so common and there's so many people saying that they said something and they lost their family I feel like there's a community that can be built somewhere in there because this went everywhere you know and I'm pretty sure there's someone from every state in my comments saying that they said something and nothing happened or that they lost their whole family from it so if a community could be built from that like I would love to at least try um but it does hurt knowing that I personally cannot help everybody you know yeah but it's also like I don't think anybody it it wouldn't be realistic for you to if you're getting thousands of comments right it's not like you can you as one person you know can personally sort of be the one that sort of waves a magic wand and fixes the situation right I hope that like more people because I know that like a lot of the times we feel like there's no one there to help us but I feel that there is a community of women out there who are lawyers who are you know professionals that hopefully come forward and are able to provide more support because it's like it's such a big task because even in what I've been reading of your comments like there's just so many people and it's just like when you think of like did you expect sort of this to come out of your video I did not expect to go viral at all whatsoever like I thought it would get some attention but did I think it would be like six million people attention no I just thought it would like get enough attention for people to like see what my father looks like because in my mind the goal was like to catch my dad because he could be anywhere so um but to see that um it went everywhere but also that people were tagging me in their videos about their abuser. I, I've gotten a lot. I still don't really know how to use TikTok, if I'm honest. Um, so like to go find like the people that have stitched my video to to see it, um, I have to still figure that out. But I have like randomly saw it on my page. Um, that means a lot to me that they think that I was enough of a voice for them to say something. Like I really appreciate that. Um, it made me feel like warm inside. I guess it's like heavy, but 
that's like the little thing that makes me feel better about it all. And so when we may be backtracking a little bit, how did like when we're thinking about your situation in particular, like I know that you mentioned that like you wanted to speak out because you wanted your father found, but sort of what happened? Like, obviously, like he's on the run. But if you want to share, not that you're obligated to maybe a little more background about that. I'll share it like my side of everything. I don't want to like fit other people's names and like their story. When I was younger, I heard that my father had done something to somebody, but I was again, very young. I saw how I'm a backtrack a little bit. My, my father was not in my life a lot. Mm -hmm. Like he was very much deadbeat dad. Like he would show up, wouldn't show up. I saw him maybe once a year, less that as it went on. My father Uh, got my mother pregnant when she was 13. He was 17 at the time. So I'm pretty much like the product of, you know, what he's done to multiple people now thinking about that. And um, so I didn't really see my father much until I was like 13 years old. And when I did see him, um, he just had a very perverse way of looking at little girls, like, Mm. uh, just like some things he would say, like, that he could tell if a little girl lost her stuff, her Mm. ear. I'm not going to be too graphic because I don't want to trigger people. The way he would look at girls and I'm 13, so I'm not really seeing what's wrong with it because I'm so young. Like, I'm in school, like, this is my dad. So I'm like, okay, so it doesn't click in my head because I'm so young. But like a couple years later, I hear rumors that he had touched somebody and he actually went to jail for this. But everybody was saying that it was a lie and everything. But I kind of had a feeling he did it just because of his interactions with me when I lived with him. They weren't very fatherly, you know? Yeah. Uh, So like I had the feeling that he did it. Back fast track all the way up till now, I find out that he did it to two people. Mm. I'm not going to say who they are, how I'm related or anything. But I find out about a week after everyone else, Um, more because I'm the sister that like, if my sisters call me because somebody pissed them off, they say, don't get mad and don't do anything before they tell me the story. So I'm very fine. So that's the reason I guess they waited because they knew that if I knew I would want to go look for him. Or, like, fight him, honestly, because I would probably fight him. They tell me, and then they also tell me that they cannot find him. And I, um, what do you call it? I had, like, an interaction with the victim where she says he's nasty. And she said it with, like, disgust in her voice. Like, she was, like, and she's a little girl. And she was just, like, he is nasty. And I'm going to get emotional over this. And I remember looking at her and her saying that. And I kind of knew that. like my dad did something to this child you know so I cry for like maybe an entire day and I'm also starting fights with people because I'm already mad like I'm mad and no one knows where the hell my dad is but I also know that the justice system now doesn't really go out of their way to go find people because they're so overworked like there's there's not a lot of people they need deputies and all of this and I'm thinking to myself there's no way that this case is gonna go cold because my dad decided to go somewhere like that is not gonna happen like I'm I'm gonna find him in some way so I look at my husband and I'm like we're gonna go look for him because he doesn't have that much money so he has to be in like some cheap ass motel if his sisters aren't hiding him like he has to be like in like the gutter somewhere so I got my husband in the car and we went to 46 hotels oh wow I drove from Orlando to Sydney Haynes it's in not Haynes City my bad 
Pain City. And I stopped at every motel I can think of. Like, if we just drove around to, like, touristy areas and went to, like, the cheapest place. After doing that, the first place I I stopped at kind of, like, called to me to come back because it just seemed like a place my dad would go. It's kind of by his family. And I hadn't seen anybody or anything like his car at all. And so I go to that motel and I go to the pool and um, there's like these Spanish guys just drinking, having fun. And I'm like, I'm going to show them my dad's picture to see if they saw him. So I show them the picture and they're like, he was just here. And when I tell you, when they told me that, I don't even know if it was my dad they saw. I staked out at that hotel from 11 o'clock to six o'clock in the morning, just driving around. Cause I was like, I was like, you're going to jail. Like, a little girl just told me you were nasty. Like, you're going. After that, I, I'm mad because I didn't find him. But the police did come because we did have uh, three eyewitnesses. And then a fourth one later on saying that they saw him at that gas station. But I, again, we didn't find him. After that, I'm mad because for some reason, I can't let this go. And I'm just like, he's going to end up hiding long enough where it goes cold. And nothing happens and I'm like if he does not come forward and I put it on my Facebook page I was like if you don't come forward I'm gonna make you famous Mm. like you're gonna be made famous if I like if you don't come forward if you don't talk to the cops like I'm gonna put you everywhere so my plan was to do exactly that and I told about six people that I was gonna put him out there I'm gonna put his business out there um because when we found out that he had done it to these little girls, like there was some other people, like two or three women that had came forward that said he also had done it to them. So that's when I kind of knew that he had, had been doing this for a while. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm like, no, 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 no. And um, so I wrote the Facebook post and I also tagged everyone that I was going to, that I had already told them that I was going to do it. I had already tagged them so that they could spread it to Cause I wanted like Facebook to like take it and just like go. So when I did it, um, so like it went like fast. Like, it was like 4,000 shares in like two days. Oh, wow. But also there were people in the comments saying, you know what? Your dad used to look at girls some type of way. And then I got messages from other victims and their messages made my stomach like, th- oh my God, I was sick for days. Like I was sick just to, you don't ever want your father to be this type of person, but just to have multiple people tell you and just like the things they would say that he would make them do or the things that he said, it's just like, I was throwing up. I was sick. I was like, you know, like it just, it hurt my stomach. But I literally like in that one day that I posted him, not even by the end of the day, he was already on like the Osceola. I said it right that time. Um, police department's video as wanted. Mm. Like they were like the sheriff saw my post, saw everybody commenting and wanted him. So then the next day he got put on the news. So it took me two days to get him like the most wanted in our city and on the news because I just opened my big mouth. And of course, I got some kind of backlash from the family because, you know, it's embarrassing to also have a brother like that, you know, but I don't care because, you know, Um, so then he ended up on the news. But I realized that he probably left the state, if I'm honest, like I was like, he's like he had enough time because it had been two weeks after. So I was like, people kept telling me to make TikTok videos about him, like it'll spread faster on TikTok. So I just started doing that. I had already been making content, but it was like fun Orlando stuff. 
Right. Like in Orlando and like fun places to stay. So I already like knew how to like edit a video. Mm. So I made the first video and it started getting traction. Then I started putting my father's face out there. And then when I made the the video about the uncle, that one like blew up. And then I started getting messages from like everyone from like every country. So that's pretty much how that went. How have you been handling maybe your family response? Um, Because I know that like, or at least maybe I'm, I'm misremembering, but like you mentioned that like your aunts were hiding him for a little bit, or there was like suspicion that that was the case. Like, how have you been dealing with, with the family side, right? Because now you've sort of opened up this sort of maybe like can of worms. I don't know if that's the saying, but all of these other people, you know, are coming forward. And so people really can't hide from the reality of things anymore, you know? So like, how has family been responding? So I know my dad's side of the family um, doesn't like what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also don't give a single fuck okay. that they care because at the end of the day, a little girl came to me and said he was nasty. Right. So the second she said that, I didn't care about nobody's opinion. Mm-hmm. I didn't care what nobody was going to say to me. I didn't care if nobody liked me after this because at the end of the day, that's a baby, right. you know? So I will hurt whoever's feelings to make sure that she's good. Mm-hmm. And I don't care. So they haven't been like threatening me. They haven't been like that. I just know that they don't like me. Mm. And that's and that's okay with me. Y'all can mm. like me. Like I'm not gonna care. Um, because at the end of the day, like these women came forward. At the end of the day, his victims said that I helped heal them in some kind of way. So like I just don't care. Like that's not my priority is caring about anybody's opinion. Because like what's more important is that these women that have been dealing with this from like they were five and they're now 30 they're finally getting peace like I've got the one victim that like like shocked the hell out of me was someone that said that my father actually bought her her mother sold her to my dad before I was born and she even described what he looked like in the 90s and that like made my stomach sick like this whole thing has just been making my stomach like feel like like because I can't really handle reading like it does trigger me as well yeah because I don't like human suffering at all hearing like stories like that kind of doesn't it makes me not care about anybody else you know because at the end of the day they're the ones that need to be healed and if me being loud is what helps them then I'm just gonna start screaming because they didn't you know have you had any updates on sort of where like has your have they had any leads on where your father is so if they if I did know any updates I couldn't really say because I want to give anyone a lead on anything you know and so maybe moving in a different direction has there been comments of people that you like have people said things that you're like "Mm, maybe this is why things are a problem or like I know that like you know when we're thinking about talking about people who are pedophiles or are child molesters like it seems like a lot of the time there's just like silence and like I know that like in some of the comments that I read people were just like, my mom didn't believe me. And so things like that, like, what do you, what would you say, like, if people are trying to have these conversations within their own families, like, where do people start 
like how do people start like how do we break sort of this culture of silence that has been built around these these types of conversations and this you know harm that happens to children and to women I would say that if you're a victim of somebody that he probably has other victims usually these people have between 50 and 100 so if you can find even one person that has like a similar story as you like ask your cousins be like you know did he ever like do anything inappropriate to you or whatever and then find someone else that has the same story as you and then you two can find the third person and then when you guys feel strong enough to speak do it together so that no one can deny it also I've been getting a lot of minors that have been messaging me which like kills me um so I would say to the people that have hit me up that they don't even know that they want to say something and they don't know where to start. Don't tell your family first. Mm. Don't tell anybody you're related to first. Tell your teacher, tell your guidance counselor, tell a family friend, tell somebody they look up to, tell your church pastor, tell a cop's wife, um, tell people and do more than one. Tell about five people that you're not related to. So that way, if nothing happens, if your family, you tell your family and nothing happens, people will look at your family some type of way. They will be like, he isn't safe around kids. What are you doing to protect your kid? So there's this extra like kind of eye on the people that are supposed to be taking care of them. You know, if you tell the teacher, if you tell a guidance counselor, they're going to call DCF. They're going to be like, this child said something to me like you need to make sure this child is safe and if you don't do anything to get that person out of your house the teacher knows the guidance counselor knows right so it's kind of like sometimes you have to force it because sometimes silence is because they were abused and they were silenced and there's this generational curse of just being quiet because you rather like not stir the pot what do you say also then to sort of women mothers that don't believe their children like how do we how do we begin to address this like not believing blaming victims like how do we move away from that so I'm gonna be honest if your child comes to you and says a man touches them and you do nothing about it and your first reaction is I don't believe you you're a piece of shit you are the biggest piece of shit and you need to give your child to somebody that will take care of them no, we all know little girls don't lie. A little girl is not going to come to you and make up that some man showed his like junk to her. Right. A little girl's not going to make up a sexual scenario that they knew nothing about until this man came here. They're, that When they play Barbies, that's not what they do. When they're watching TV, that's not what's on there. You know, a little girl's not going to lie. If your first thought is my daughter is lying you know she's not you know she's not no one is going it's like if I punch you in the face and then you go to somebody and say you punched me in the face like the first reaction isn't gonna be like oh you're lying it's just either they don't know how to protect their kid and they rather just like pretend it never happened maybe they were a victim themselves or maybe they just don't care I don't know but um like I seriously think that if your child goes to you and says that they were abused and you do nothing, then you deserve the same jail time the guy gets. Like, that's just my honest opinion. I don't really have anything nice to say about anybody that would look at their child, watch them say that, and then do nothing. Yeah, because it's really hard. I feel that, like, obviously, like, I don't have children, so I don't know. But I feel that, like, you can always 
feel in your gut when things are being said with honesty. But then also I feel that like, since I was watching your videos, I also got content about other people being sort of molested as children or sexually assaulted. And people would share like video, like pictures of how their demeanor would change after they were essayed. And I'm just like, you can see sort of a loss, like a grieving that people experience, you know? So like, it seems like, how can you deny that something is happening? Like a child's everything, like it's, their world is sort of like broken or shattered when they're victims of this type of abuse, you know? So it seems, it seems like a, it, like I, I agree with what you're saying. I feel that like a lot of the times also like I would wish that children, especially like for children that have been coming forward or people who have been coming forward about being, you know, like happen having this happen to them when they were children. Like I also think about like the types of supports that we have. I know that you said that like we need to strive towards having a community because obviously like this isn't something new. So for maybe like younger folks, like you, like me, like what is our role in all of this? Like, is there something that we can do to break sort of this generational curse? Because it seems like too many people related to your story. So I think that the only way to break it is to talk about it. Um. I strongly believe that silence only benefits the abuser. If people know that somebody is doing this to their kid, they won't want him around the child. If somebody knows that someone would protect a pedophile, they will also not want the person that would protect them around their child. Mm. So if you went to anywhere, if you were, I don't know, if you were like in the middle of a theme park and there was a pedophile and you yelled, that's a pedophile everybody would stop what they were doing and get the hell away from that person that could harm their kid if you yelled it out like if you just started screaming like that's a fucking pedophile so i think in my opinion it worked for me so from personal experience to call them out call them out and when you do be as loud as you can about it be like he did this he has like done this before he will do it again to this person if anything, make it a warning to the general public, because at the end of the day, these people have more than one victim. Right. So the only way to to stop it is to let other people know that he's like that. Thank you for sharing that, because I think that even in your video, you share how sort of this silence needs to be broken. And sort of that starts with sort of simple conversations, like you mentioned, like ask your cousins, ask your family, but also loop in sort of people that are outside of your family, right? That are not gonna, because I feel like in a way, a lot of sort of the not believing of victims or the dismissing of victims, like that makes people feel like they can't tell anybody anymore. Like if I go to you and you're like, "Mm, that's not true. then I'm going to start to question, like, am I just thinking about this wrong? You know, a lot for a victim to build up to say that. So um, in a lot of stories that I've gotten from my dad's victims, most of them, they said something to somebody in my family. And when they did, they were met where he wouldn't do that, even though multiple women, well, little girls at the time went up to the same person and said, he did this to me. It was still met where he's not that type of person. 
Mm. Um, so when they're immediately shot down, when they feel helpless because they finally said something and nothing happens, they can't protect themselves. They're just little. So it gives the the man more power over them because now you said something. So the next time he does something, he can be like, see, no one listened to you. And that would destroy the child, which was the case in one of the things I've heard. So like being quiet doesn't do anything. Um, there was this book and I wish I could remember it, but it was for kids um, to know if like, like a good touch and a bad touch. But in one of the pages, it was a hand. And then it was like, write down five people you trust. Um, if you tell the first person and they don't know what to do, go to the second. And it was like for little kids. And I was like, that makes so much sense. Like if you go to one person and they don't know what to do, they, they tell you, he's not like that. Go to the next person. And my, in my thing, I just started yelling it. I was like, my father did this, 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 and turns out that worked because like so many people came forward, like not even people that he abused, but people that would notice his behavior and thought he was Mm. So they could begin to see those patterns of like, this is what. But also because I was so loud, no one would ever leave a kid in the room with my dad. Mm. Like he's known everywhere for it. No one would dare have my dad babysit their kid. Right. No one would like leave their kid alone with my dad. Like even if for some weird reason, even though I know this is not going to happen, but even if he was found and admitted of all charges, no one would dare leave a child with my father again. And that's all because I said something. And that's really powerful, which I feel that like, that's why it was important for me to have you on the podcast. Because I feel that like you did something really scary to a lot of people. And I feel that sometimes scary things keep us from breaking these generational curses. Like it's scary to think that a simple, you know, you being loud and being determined about this. But it's something that's very brave as well. So I felt that, like, this really showcased how powerful people are. And I feel that, like, a lot of the times when it comes to um, child abuse, sexual assault, pedophilia, all of these things, we hear how much people feel like they don't have power or the power has been taken from them. And I think that hearing from you, it's just like, just an like an affirmation that it's just like, no matter what happens, there is still power in our voice and in sharing our story because you've been able to connect with so many other women, not only people who, you know, are, have been victims of your dad, but also just women everywhere, right? Have been sort of trying to reach out to you and create community with you and maybe showcasing how we need more spaces to talk about this um, because it's far too frequent. Um, what advice would you give? So maybe first, like, what advice would you give people who who are directly related to people who are that uncle or that cousin or that person who we know has a weird, has something weird and icky and nasty about them, but we don't talk about it. Like, what advice would you give someone that was sort of in your position like that? I would say to stop, create safe spaces for these men to be around your kids. Stop inviting them to birthday parties. I would say to tell in front of everyone, my kid knows the difference between a good touch and a bad touch. And if anybody in this room 
decides to give my kid a bad touch, shit will happen. But also don't like literally be like, I heard you touch a child. Get the fuck out of my house. Like, why? Why be nice about it? Why be kind about it? Like, there's no reason that you have to go to the family reunion and kiss this man on the cheek. Like, no. Be like, I heard you touch somebody. Even if it's a rumor, get the fuck out. Like, be the mean one. You don't have to be nice. What does nice do? Nothing. Like, get the fuck out of my house. So that's my advice. I love that advice. I'm all for, um, this isn't bullying, but it's like being direct. Like, you have to be real and honest. And it's just like, sometimes that is what it is calling it out for what it is you know is like the first step in in doing something and sort of the last piece of it is what advice would you give somebody who has maybe is finding out how to say something about what has happened like where I know that you've already mentioned some things but what advice would you generally give women um, to come forward or to trying to find some sort of peace or some healing after being harmed? So uh, my advice is if like, if you want to come forward, you don't technically have to do it alone. So in a lot of like my videos, you only see me talking about it, but I had like my sister's support before I did it. Like I prayed on what I was going to say before I wrote it. Like I had my husband, it took me three hours to write a paragraph, you know? And so I would say like, literally talk to everyone you love that, that, you know, loves you, that knows has your back and be like, I'm deciding I'm calling him out because there's chances that he could be hurting somebody else. And I don't want that to happen. You know, even if he doesn't go to jail, people will know that it's not safe for your kid to be around this man. Any other closing remarks where... Where do you want sort of this conversation to go next? Um, what like what are you hoping for comes out of maybe like the next few weeks? You know, considering all of this, all of the conversations that your video has sparked, sort of what do you hope or what do you what do you else do? You, would you tell people who are either interacting with your videos or just generally like if you have any closing thoughts? So I would say that, like, I'm only one person. And clearly, me opening my big mouth was enough, you know? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people say that I'm brave. I'm not brave. I'm just angry. I'm angry because I don't like what's happening. People think you have to build up courage. Sometimes you just have to get really fucking mad. Sometimes you just have to be like, he's not going to hurt anybody else. Because that was my case. My case was, like, I didn't feel brave. I felt like he can't do this again. Right. So I would say to, like, get upset. Get mad. Because anger isn't always bad. Like, I know as women, we're taught that, you know, you have to be nice. and No, be mean. Be mean because it protects the people around you. Like, me being mean, technically, to my family, Mm -hmm. it saved, like, 20-something women from, from, one, it gave them peace and a voice but two it's probably gonna put my father in jail for a long time he won't be able to hurt nobody else so i would just say get mad and say something when you say something say it undeniable say it that no one can even say anything about you and just don't care what you're gonna get back because people will listen like people listen to me y'all didn't know me before i said anything you know 
So you just have to be loud, like start screaming. Like don't speak up, just scream it. Just be like, this man is not okay. He's not okay to be around your kids, not okay to be around anyone. And I've seen people do it and I've seen people find peace from it. So the only thing that's like stopping anybody is being quiet. Once you say something, what can they tell you? Once you tell everyone, no one can tell you anything. Thank you for having or starting this conversation, right? Because I feel like this is only the first of many conversations that we can have about the topic, right? So thank you for sort of leading us in that first step. And I know that you've continuously like share and you repost um, content around the matter, whether it's specific to your dad or you're sort of reposting and sharing the stories of other women, Um, Do you want to sort of share where people can sort of follow you to sort of continue getting information um, and continuing to be part of this conversation? Um, So you can just go to my TikTok. That's pretty much where I post um, everything. Uh, Pretty much TikTok is where I am. Um, I'm not going to lie. It is hard to like read a lot. So sometimes I take a break from it because it's a lot because if I can help, I will. But if sometimes I can't, you know, so. And you, like you said, you're one person, you can only do so much. I hope that through this as well, not that you need me to tell you anything, but I hope that you're taking time to take care of yourself Um, because this is like really heavy stuff and also just hearing everybody else's trauma can be very draining on yourself so I hope that you're taking time to sort of fill your own cup before you're filling the cups of other people and to our listeners thank you so much for joining us for today's conversation we know it's not always an easy one to have But the more we have them, the more comfortable we are talking about these things, speaking up about these things, and breaking that cycle of silence. Remember to follow us here on wherever you consume your podcast and on social media to be up to date on all the conversations that we will be having. Um, And until next time, bye!